Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Hi, my name's Ren, and my best friend Drac is a vampire. Oh, but before you freak out, let me explain. Drac isn't like other vampires. He doesn't thirst for blood. He thirsts for knowledge. Each week, we hop into the coffin of curiosity for a spectacular adventure to learn about everything and anything, from how the sun works to why we burp. We have lots of fun, so join us. I promise that the only thing Drac will drink up is information, okay? Worst case scenario, he squirts you with some sunscreen. Search for Drac on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts for the ride of your life. Hello again, Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host with the most, and keeper of the strangest, spookiest tales on Earth. Today is another Ivy's chilling tale. This furry tale, Story Club members, might make you run away from creepy cosplay. It's one I call The Bunny Man Cometh. Alrighty, I love hearing from all of you, and one of the requests I receive the most is for more urban legend stories. So, here you go. One truly fascinating and downright creepy urban legend, as silly as it might sound, is the Bunny Man. Accounts of this deranged Easter Bunny began over 50 years ago, and there's even a local site where people converge at all times of the year to compare notes, especially around Halloween. Today's episode goes out to Kiernan, who wrote in and inspired me to tell this tale. And so, without further ado, let's bounce into the Bunny Man sightings that have inspired movies. The first Bunny Man sighting happened in a grassy Virginian field around two weeks before Halloween on October 19, 1970. Air Force Academy cadet Robert Bennett and his fiancée, Dusty, were chit-chatting in their car on Guinea Road. A shadow manifested from the darkness of the field's tree line. As the mysterious shape stalked toward the car, its hazy form materialized into a black, white, and gray furry costume with long bunny ears. The bunny man then charged toward Robert and Dusty. You're on private property, and I have your tag number. The raging manimal screamed. Hoisting a gleaming wooden-handled hatchet, he hurled it at the stunned couple. The weapon smashed Robert's window and landed at the cadet's feet. The bunny man then disappeared back into the shadows. Taking off down the road as fast as they could, Bennett and his fiancée drove to the police station, describing what had happened. They also had the wooden-handled hatchet that had been thrown through their car window to prove the bizarre assault. A week later, on Guinea Road, the bunny man raised his long-eared head again. Paul Phillips, a security guard for the construction at Kings Park West, spotted the bunny man standing on the porch of an unfinished home, swinging a hatchet at a roof support. Phillips yelled at the bunny man to stop, but the costumed assailant turned and screamed at him. All you people trespass around here. If you don't get out of here, I'm going to chop off your head. Phillips, who had never seen anything like this in his career as a security guard, later described the bunny man as a man wearing a black, white, and gray bunny costume around 20 years old, about 5 feet 8 inches, 1.73 meters tall, and weighing approximately 175 pounds, 79 kilograms. 
The Washington Post reported the sightings twice, but the shocking bunny man news swept Fairfax County's growing middle-class neighborhoods like a grass fire in a high wind. The Fairfax County Police Department received 50 reported sightings of the bunny man within two weeks. Soon, stories about the bunny man circulated in the community, which were mostly myths. Outrageous heresy about the vicious bunny man stringing up children off old Colchester Pass were the horror stories that kept kids indoors. There were also tall tales about the bunny man being an asylum escapee who lived in the surrounding woods. Fairfax families felt defenseless and didn't know what to do about this new terror that had sprung up in their dwindling community. The Colchester Pass was built around 1906 near the site of Sangster Station, a Civil War-era railroad station on what was once the Orange and Alexandria Railroad. Its connection to the Bunny Man legend made it a popular place for ghost-seekers to hang out around Halloween. The Bunny Man stories inspired several low-budget horror films, stories, and all kinds of mention in media. In fact, Willow Yates, Autumn Nash, and I were visiting Washington, D.C. around Halloween one year and decided to make the short drive to Fairfax. I was the only one who knew about the Bunny Man legend and decided not to tell my friends. A big reason was that I didn't think we'd see the hatchet-wielding rodent, so why freak him out needlessly? We were stuck in traffic waiting to get to see the Colchester Pass, an impressive concrete structure. Once we got to the spot and mingled with the other paranormal enthusiasts, it was time to head home. It was fun, but nothing exceptional. Autumn also couldn't come up with any psychic vibes in the area. No ghosts on this Halloween night. I decided to drive down Guinea Road, you know, just for fun. I mean, we were already there, right? Then I pulled over onto the shoulder of the road when I received a phone call. Willow and Autumn patiently waited for me to get off the phone. As I hung up the call, which was literally a boring identity check from my bank, by the way, I noticed a bunny man waving a hatchet and running toward our car, yelling, I will slay all you trespassers. Willow screamed in my ear. I could not hit the gas pedal fast enough. We roared off into the night. I peeked in the rearview mirror and saw the bunny man dancing around in the road, waving his gleaming hatchet. Could this have been the original bunny man? Well, if he was originally described as a 20-year-old man, that would make him now over like 70 years old. So I doubt that he would be feeling that lively now. My guess that it was a Halloween prank. Once we got back to DC, we ordered some pumpkin pie and hot cocoa at an IHOP restaurant, and then I filled my friends in on the bunny man legend. They were hopping mad that I didn't tell them about it before. What can I say? I drove away like I was in one of those Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> Come back tomorrow for another episode, because every Story Club member needs a little scare every day. I be out. Go, kid, go. Do you like to laugh? Ah, uh, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. 
The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.